Hello, and thank you for joining me for episode 177 of Just One More Row, hosted by me, Dana of Unwind. How's it going, everybody? I know it's been quite a bit since I last recorded. Sorry about that. Uh, It's been kind of a crazy time around here. We had fall break, and our fall break here kind of took me by surprise. I mean, I'm used to it because she went to Mother's Day out the past few years, and they had, you know, fall break the same as the school system. But I think because I'm used to her being in school five days a week now, it hit me particularly hard. Uh, When I was in school, fall break was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But here it is Monday through Friday, and then the following Monday as well. So it was the full week before Columbus Day plus Columbus Day. So yeah, it was kind of a lot. Um, (laughs) Especially with everything I've had going on with trying to get ready to vend again, um, trying to get wholesale orders done, custom orders done, um, all that good kind of stuff. So anyway, on to the knitting, and I will cover other things that I've been up to in a bit. So I am sitting here right now uh, working on the sleeves of my Ursa sweater. It is a pattern, I can't, I can't pronounce her name, I'm the absolute worst. Jacqueline, let me see if I can sound this out. Jacqueline Seaslack, maybe? Um, it is a paid for pattern on Ravelry. It is $8 and It is uh, really size inclusive, which I love about it. It goes all the way up to a 66 inch bust. It goes from a 34 to a 66. You can wear it a little bit more clingy or you can wear it a little bit more fitted. Mine is going to be a little bit more fitted through the bust simply because I'm busty and um, it is cropped. And the nice thing is about it, uh, you can kind of knit the bottom until it hits you where you like it the best. So I was able to lengthen it just a tiny bit over what the pattern called for. Since apparently I have a long rib cage, but not a terribly long waist. I don't really know. But anyway, it fits beautifully. So I'm working on the sleeves now. It's meant to be worn over dresses or tees or whatever. So I'm really looking forward to wearing this. Um, My holiday worsted. I've only had it for a while, but it's just never really sold all that well, so I'm discontinuing it. I'm trying to simplify things a little bit more going into 2020 with Unwind. Um, I'm getting rid of that base. My round trip sock, which is the singles uh, sock, sock yarn, and I'm also getting rid of my outing bulky. So I'll be getting rid of three yarn bases and um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it now. I've, I'm going to have them at Fiber in the Burrow. And uh, that will be the end of it. So if you're going to be at Fiber in the Borough, you can pick some up. They're marked way, 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 way down. So exciting things there. But anyway, I had multiple skeins of my Lush colorway still left in the Holiday Worsted. And while this pattern calls for bulky, I just knit one size up from what I would want. So instead of knitting the 46-inch bust, I knit the 52, the 50, which put it right at like a 46 inch bust, which is about where I wanted it. I wanted it just a little bit loose, but not terribly. Um, it fits beautifully. It's going to block really nice. And it finally got me over the hump into knitting some simple brioche. And I have really enjoyed it. It actually has brioche raglan lines for the, for the raglan increases for the sleeves. I love the way that that looks. It is so pretty. It is so crisp. And the detailing, it has uh, brioche lines that 
start really short um, at the the side seams, the faux side seams, because it really doesn't have side seams. And then they get higher and come up almost to your bust and then go back down across your stomach. And it does the same across your back. So it's a really nice detail. It gives it some visual interest and it's going to be really comfortable. I'm really excited about wearing it. I can't wait. So anyway, I just have sleeves left to go and then my sweater's done. So that's exciting. Um, so I'm working on that. And I've also been working some on my Sunset Highway. I took it with me when we went up to Knoxville for my husband's birthday a couple weeks ago and I forgot my second ball of yarn for the body <laughs> and I was at the point where I need to start fading in the new color so I got to how far I could get and then I had to stop so I was kind of sad but it it's looking really great I'm probably about another inch and a half away from starting the bottom ribbing and then I still have to knit sleeves so it's gonna take a little bit for me to get it finished but you know <laughs> why why care now it's been on the needles for a year and a half <laughs> I've also been spending a little bit more on my electric eel nano I'm really really loving this wheel I love the portability I love that it is relaxing to spin on I love that it is a nice made product I just love it I think it's great um, I do love my Hanson but my Hanson was very expensive and I really hesitate to take it out of the house and potentially pull it off of a table get it knocked off you know something plus I don't have a battery pack for my Hanson anymore so it has to be plugged in uh, that's a long story for another day uh, but uh, the Nano, I have the battery pack, and I love it. And I'm actually really excited to say that those of you who listened to the last episode, Tiffany ended up getting someone's Nano that they decided that they didn't want. So she was able to pick up one very gently used, and she is in love. She is having such a great time with that wheel. So I'm really excited for her. And now we have Twinkie Wheels. Yay, Twinkie Wheels. <laughs> um, concluded. I have finished, finally, Madeline's Space Cowgirl socks. I am really happy about the fact that these are done. I feel like this took a ridiculous amount of time to knit, considering that they're socks for a four-year-old. Although, according to one of my friends who saw her this past weekend, she has enormous feet. So, <laughs> her daughter's only a year younger than mine and wears like four whole shoe sizes smaller than my daughter. So... Yeah, she's got really big feet right now. Um, I think she's getting ready to hit a growth spurt in other areas of her body because she's eating like she has a hollow leg and she is just funny right now with the amount of sleep she's requiring and the amount of food. So I think we're getting ready to hit another growth spurt. But and I've been buying clothes like we're going to get another growth spurt. But anyway, um, I, I guess I just really wasn't taking into account the fact that I'm really only knitting on these socks for maybe 10 minutes a day because they were and only a couple of days a week because they were my car line knitting. So I really I mean, they took from the beginning of school until now, the middle of August. So. Uh, that's a really long time for me for socks. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I knit socks really not, they don't take me that long. So anyway, they're finished. I love them. Um, I do still have 
quite a bit of yarn left. Definitely enough to make myself a pair of socks, especially when I use the contrast yarn that actually came with the skein from Kirby Warby. There was a really awesome bright purple that was uh, part of the set when I bought this. And I did not use it on Madeline's socks. So I still have it for mine. So I definitely have enough to make a full-size pair of socks for myself. But to be honest, as, as super fun as the colorway was and as much as I enjoyed it, I really don't want to knit with it again right now. So I'm going to put it in my uh, in back in my sock yarn bin and then pick something else. Um, I do have another skein of Kirby Warby coming. There, it's the Christmas Advent socks, the sock yarn that she just did. Um, she had a pre-order for it and it's got, I think it's a 24 striper and it's all based on Christmas Vacation, which is my absolute favorite movie to watch with my family. It is super funny. We all know it by heart. It's our Thanksgiving tradition to watch it after dinner. Um, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Elf, but my favorite Christmas movie to watch with my family because they are so funny when they watch it is Christmas Vacation. So um, as soon as that comes, because I know it's been shipped, as soon as it comes, I'm probably going to go ahead and cast those on. And I probably won't be putting pictures of them up on the internet because I know a lot of people are going to want to save those socks, that sock yarn for December. So I'm probably not going to <laughs> post them on the internet except maybe in black and white. But I am really excited about knitting those up. And um, I've talked to Cherie about them quite a bit, the dyer, Kirby Warby, and she's told me some of the stories behind some of the stripes, and she nailed it. I haven't seen it yet, but I already know she nailed it, so, um, let's see. I also finished some mini pumpkins. Uh, this is something I try to knit a couple every year. I just pull some scrap yarn that is in what I feel like fun pumpkin colors and knit a few pumpkins. Sometimes I do the tiny ones and put them in a glass vase that I've been slowly filling with pumpkins over the years and sometimes I knit bigger ones and this year I knit bigger ones I knit them out of worsted and I actually went out and found some sticks in the yard and made my stems out of sticks so they're fun I don't have a project page up because I'm a bum uh, I might try to get one up if anybody cares but I ended up using the pattern by the lemonade shop um heather Rhodes, i think um i used her pattern for mini pumpkins it's free and i think hers calls for worsted or dk or something but anyway i just knit them the way she said uh, they don't have the little lines down the sides which i kind of like so i might um if i knit the pattern again i might just take a length of yarn and you know artificially create you know the pumpkin rib the bumps so I might do that next time but you know they're cute and they're a nice use of scrap yarn and Lord knows I have enough of it uh, let's see what else okay so that's all I have concluded at the moment incoming as soon as I finish my Ursa I'm going to start my Soldatna I have been making myself wait I already have my needles ready I've already swatched I know what's going on but I'm making myself finish my Ursa first because I really want to have more than one finished sweater this fall. And I, I know that I will be addicted to the Soldatna because it's so much color work. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and finish the Ursa first. Um, they're each fun in their own way, but you know, the Soldatna is really what speaks to me the most. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get it started soon. Next time I record, you will hear about a finished Ursa and you will hear about a started Soldatna. I promise.
Um, apparently, I'm in a crop sweater phase. <laughs> I, uh, as someone who has a mom bod, and um, I am losing a lot of weight because I've been eating dirty keto since July, and I've taken a little bit of time off here and there just as I need to, but as someone who has been eating dirty keto and has lost, I think so far 42 pounds, um, I still have a mom bod. I had a lot to lose. So I'm trying to be more body positive and wear things that make me happy and be less concerned with what makes me look the skinniest. Um, because if I'm continuing to take care of my health and eat the way that is helping me to lose weight, which is helping my overall health, then I will be skinnier later. So I like the way that I look in a crop sweater. So I'm going to knit crop sweaters, even though right now they still show my mom tummy. So I'm just going for body positivity and I encourage you to do the same. If you've been hesitating to knit a crop sweater because you're worried about what it's going to look like on you, you know, go for it. They're a lot of fun. They don't take as much yarn. They don't take as much time. You know, worse comes to worse, you you buy enough yarn to lengthen it and make it full length and you knit it cropped. Try it, see if you like it. If you don't, go ahead and finish it out full length. That's the way I feel about it. So you say, well, I have a part of my husband's family that I'm closer to than the rest. His cousin Amanda and I have been best friends since we were born. And that is not an exaggeration. Her dad was my mom's pharmacist for years before my dad and my mom even got married. And then my mom and uh, Amanda's mom were pregnant at the same time. And we all, they hung out and they've been friends. You know, I mean, like all relationships, it's ebbed and flowed and they don't talk that much, you know, they didn't talk that much for a while, but she also was my mother's sub in her classroom when my mother broke her leg and had to be out for four months due to health complications when I was in third grade. So we have a longstanding tie to that side of his family. And to be honest, I was elated when I found out that they were related because I didn't know that they were related when I started dating him. Um, I knew she had a cousin that went to school with us, but I never knew his name because <laughs> they didn't really hang out in school because he's two, he's two years ahead of us. So anyway, uh, the first time I met them, we went to dinner for her dad's 60th birthday, and that was 13 years ago, and it was 13 years ago in June, and when we got there and I saw whose birthday it was, I was floored and so excited at the same time so needless to say I love that side of his family I'm very close to them they're wonderful people um she actually sells color street under me Amanda does so anyway Alice her mom approached me back in the early summer probably late spring early summer and told me that she had found a quilt top that she had put together probably 40 years ago not even kidding and it was um, applique, what they call Little Dutch Girls, what my family always called it. I've also seen it called Sunbonnet Sue. And she had a whole bunch of those blocks, and she had put sashing between them, which is the little strips that separate the blocks to give it some visual interest. And she was asking me about getting it quilted. Would I be willing to quilt it, or did I know someone who would? And 
as you guys remember, I just did a full a, a twin size, a large twin size quilt for Madeline's fourth birthday and had my good friend Amy Demet um, quilt it for me. And she was an into the wool attendee that I've met that we've kept the first year that we've kept in contact. She's really awesome. She's an amazing long arm quilter. If you need quilting done, I will be happy to send you her way. Just let me know. But um, I recommended Amy because this was a bigger project than I was comfortable taking on. Plus, with the age of the quilt top, I knew it needed to be long arm quilted and I don't have a long arm quilting machine so or a frame. So anyway, I agreed to help with the borders assembly and getting it mailed off to Amy. And then I'm going to be putting on the binding when it's finished. And that is actually Amanda's Christmas gift from her mother. So... It has become a labor of love. It is a very old quilt top that was not really taken care of. So there were some uh, there were some issues that we're having to work on. And I did get the borders put on. It was not squared in any way. So that was difficult. <laughs> but this is going to go on Amanda's guest room bed. And a lot of the pieces in the quilt um, are of Amanda's grandmother's clothing the dresses on the dolls and a lot of the pieces of fabric were from her great grandmother as well. So it's going to mean a lot to her. So I'm willing to do just about anything for this chick <laughs> and I'm proving it right now with this, but you know, they are, they are compensating me for my time, which is very kind, but you know, also I believe in, you know, skilled labor is worth paying for. So I appreciate them recognizing that. So I put the borders on a couple of weekends ago and it's off with Amy right now getting quilted and when it gets back to me I've already got the binding cut and sewn and pressed and it's all made and ready to go so I'm going to be doing the binding on that very soon but I got the borders put on got the binding cut and made so that was my first big thing that I worked on the second thing that I did was I finished my Halloween quilt yay this quilt I don't know why I didn't finish it last year. Um, I bought the fabric two years ago when I was at the quilt shop with my mother picking out something for my aunt's birthday or Christmas. I think maybe it was Christmas. Um, and it was a whole cloth panel, which is where the whole piece of cloth, um, you use the whole thing from selvage to selvage in a project because the whole thing is decorated and you're not going to want to cut it apart. So I'd bought that and then I bought some backing that I thought would look good and I bought some binding that I thought would look good all from the same line. And I had even made the quilt sandwich, which is where you lay the you lay the backing fabric down wrong side up and then you put your batting down and then you put your front of your quilt down right side up and you either pin it all three through all three layers or you can use spray basting which is like a temporary adhesive that you can throw um, you can just it comes in a spray can you spray that down and you put it together that way so I spray basted it and then I rolled it up and stuck it in my craft room and I don't know why I didn't do anything with it but I was looking for something else a couple of weeks ago and I felt really guilty <laughs> that I'd never finished that. Plus it's October and if I want to get some use out of this before I put it up because I won't leave it out after after the Halloween. It'll probably get put up with the Halloween gear. But, you know, if I'm going to be doing that, then, you know, I, I probably 
need to get on with making things. So anyway, I sat down and I was basically able to finish it in one day. I just did some wiggly line quilting on it just to quilt through the layers and make sure things didn't shift. And then I put the binding on it and the binding spider. So it's super fun. But anyway, I've really been enjoying that. That's become my cuddle quilt in my recliner in the evenings when I'm sitting and knitting and watching TV with my husband. So I'm really happy I got that done. That was exciting. Plus, it was a square marked off on my crafty bingo. So, holla. All right. So, maker's moment. I am very excited. I have made more apple butter. <laughs> and I know that those of you who have been around for a while know that I, last year was the first year that I had learned to can. And I... Uh, I just, I don't know. I love canning simple things like that. They're, you know, I basically make this stuff in the crock pot and it cooks all day and then use the immersion blender to blend out the chunks and break up the peeling. And then I just put it a hot water can, which takes, you know, about an hour to completely process all my jars. So I really love doing it. And my family has reacted positively to receiving apple butter for Christmas. So I've now made 15 jars of apple butter. One of them did not process correctly. So I decided I was going to keep it and eat it because it's fine to put the lid back on it. If it doesn't process correctly, um, it's fine to put the lid back on it and just stick it in the fridge and it'll, it'll save for about a month on apple butter. So I'm going to keep that and eat it. And Chris has been enjoying it and Madeline likes it too. So we've been eating my apple butter. So I've been making that. And then I have been uh, making some shirts, which is exciting. I've finally figured out a way to do uh, vinyl onto shirts without having to have a heat press. Because to be totally honest, I don't really have anywhere to put a heat press right now. <laughs> and I don't want to invest $200 in something that I don't know where I'm going to put it permanently. Because they're too heavy to move around. So I really need to make sure that I'm... 100% invested in something before I spend that kind of cash. So I found a tutorial on how to do it with an iron and I bought a little tiny travel iron that a lot of quilters use that they take to quilting conventions and quilting classes. And I bought that with the intention of using that to press shirts at home and it has worked really well. So I made a bunch of shirts. I'm actually wearing one today. It's um, it's a like a baseball raglan tee with um, it's got like dark maroon sleeves and a gray body, and it says sweaters, hay rides, falling leaves, apple cider, pumpkins, bonfires, and football. So all the things I love the best about fall right here on my shirt. I've also made a Zentangle of the state of Tennessee that I wear on football game days. And I've made one that says stressed, blessed, and coffee obsessed. And I've also cut out my unwind logo and have made two unwind shirts. I'm really happy with how those came out. And I actually just went back to the local vinyl shop yesterday and purchased uh, more black plain vinyl and I'm going to make Chris a t-shirt for when we've been fiber in the burrow in two weekends he doesn't want to wear it but I don't care he's going to so if you're at fiber in the burrow and you see him in his shirt make sure and compliment it okay because that'll help my case a little bit um 
I actually was really proud too because I got some um, Oracle 631, which is the removable vinyl. Um, 651 is the permanent, and that's the one that you use like on car windows and things like that. 631 is the kind that you can put on your living room wall, those big sayings that you can buy that you can you put the decals on your wall. That's 631. So anyway, I bought some of that, and I actually um, made the signage for my Color Street um vending thing that I did the other day and I'm going to make the signage for my booth for fiber in the borough as well so I'm really excited about this like this is thrilling to me that I can have these professional looking signs and do them myself so I'm very happy about that I can't wait to finish those I've also made more vinyl decals for fiber in the borough and I have plans to do some Christmas or Christmas ornaments with my family as well I have not done them yet, but I bought all the supplies and I have the vinyl, so I just have to take the time to cut the stuff, and I'm really excited. I have a, a vision, so I'm going to do some family Christmas ornaments to go with that apple butter, and that's going to be our gifts to our family this year. Haven't done any diamond painting lately. I keep looking at my Four Seasons tree and thinking that I need to finish it. I only have about a quarter of it left to go. To be honest, I've just been so busy with my wholesale order for uh, Needlepoint Junction in Hilton Head Island and uh, trying to get the advent calendar yarn dyed and trying to get wholesale order I mean uh, custom orders dyed I had a sweater quantity order that I've been working on and I've got a couple of other smaller orders I've been working on all that stuff plus trying to get ready for fiber in the borough I've just I've not really had the time to sit down and diamond paint so I plan to just I haven't had time to do it lately in my ears, finally, 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 Homework by Julie Andrews came out on the 15th. So I bought it. I've been waiting to start it until this weekend when I'm going to try to bang out the last of my, into the, my last of my dying for Fiber in the Burrow. So I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to go ahead and put it in, in, in my ears in case anybody needed a reminder to download it. Because I know several people said that they downloaded Home, which was the first half of her memoir, um, and really enjoyed it. So here's your reminder. Go get Homework. Um, right now I'm currently listening to Dark and Dark has an E on the end of it, by Angie Sage. It's the, I think, sixth book in the Septimus Heap series. Um, I'm really loving the series. I am so attached to these characters. I know there's only a couple more books left in this series, and I'm kind of sad about it. But I've really, really been enjoying it. It's a great book. Um, Where the Wild Things Are. Outdoor Night is this week. Um, we've not done a ton of the school activities this year just because they tend to take place within an hour or two of school letting out. And to be honest, we have a 30 minute drive to get back and forth for her. So by the time we get home, she's still napping every day. So we definitely like by the time we get home, I pick her up at 235. We get home at 305 and she pretty much immediately goes and takes a nap and she takes about a two and a half hour nap still so we've not been able to do it but we're going to try to do outdoor night just because she's super excited about it and she keeps talking about it they have uh, bouncy houses and they have bonfires with s'mores and they have people grilling hot dogs and lots of outdoor play and fun activities and crafts and it's only for an hour and a half so we are going to make an effort to go this week um parent teacher conferences are next week i'm 
oddly excited about going to my first parent-teacher conference. I know there's probably going to be some things about my kid I don't necessarily want to hear because she is a little bit of a spitfire. But um, I also think her teacher is really, really wonderful. So I know any kind of criticism she gives us is going to be very constructive and it's going to help us modify our parenting style to help our daughter continue to grow. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I cannot wait for Halloween. I'm so excited. I, she's, I'm actually looking at her costume right now. It's hanging in front of me. I'm in my kitchen recording. Um, and, uh, she's going to be a green fairy. So we're excited about it. And if the weather is anything like it has been, like she's going to be fine with like a long sleeve t-shirt underneath her costume and some, and some leggings and she'll be fine. So not really super worried about it. Um, it's not supposed to be really cold here, I don't think. It's been fairly temperate. Like, I think today's high is like 70. So, fairly comfortable out. I mean, I'm in a three-quarter length sleeve shirt and jeans and moccasins today. And I'm probably even a little warm. But it's fine. It's fine outside. It's nice. Okay. In info. Into the wool 2020. We've worked out a couple more things. So, I wanted to bring those up. Once again, in case you missed it last time, the dates for 2020 are September 17th through the 20th. Cost has gone up due to into the uh, due to the centers raising the price on me per person plus I am going to be taking salary next year for the first time ever in year 7. I feel like it's time considering the amount of time that I spend and how busy I am with my regular time, my my regular business time. So I definitely need to be paid for my time, and I'm sure you guys understand, but the cost is going to be $400 even a person. It will include eight meals, your lodging for the weekend, snacks and drinks, all activities, entrance to the market, a goodie bag, and a t-shirt. So I feel like that's a really good deal even for $400. So uh, we're telling you guys the price now so that you have the time to start saving, Um Attendee signups are not until February 1st. They are always on February 1st. Even if that eventually falls on a Sunday, they will still be on February 1st. They are at 3 p.m. Eastern time on February 1st. Spots are first come, first serve. There will be, um, let's see, there's, there's usually 89 attendee spots because we have nine vendors well, no, there'll be 90 attendee spots because there'll be nine vendors, including me, plus uh, Tiffany, because I'm a coordinator and a vendor, so I only take one spot. So there'll be 90 spots available total. We have a 100-person cap. Um, if we have a lot more interest over 100 people, I might consider expanding it up to 115, but I will have to make that decision when the time comes. But for now, just operate under the assumption that there are 90 spots four attendees and nine for vendors. Um, if you are a prospective vendor, I have a vendor application reminder form set up. I'm going to use that to email out to everyone who has expressed interest in vending to remind you that vendor applications are up so that you don't miss the sign up window because it's only two weeks long and it does fall over a holiday. Um, it's just a way for us to remind you that our applications are live. We're not using that information for any kind of purpose other than just to keep track of who mentioned that they might want to vend and to send you um, the reminder. 
Uh, vendor applications, if you want to go ahead and mark your calendars, even if you do decide to use the, the form, you might want to mark this down. The applications are November 16th through the 30th. We'll have a two-week period for those to be up. All Everyone will be notified of their status on or by December 12th. I'll probably do it a little before that unless something crazy comes up. And funds will be due January 13th of 2020. The funds for vendors, vendors pay a $50 vendor fee. So you'll have uh, the $400 attendee fee and the $50 vendor fee together. So $450 will be due by January 13th of 2020 because we announce vendors on January 20th of 2020 right before attendee signups. So if you are interested in possibly vending with us, go ahead and mark your calendars. I know I will podcast again before this, but you know, just in case somebody gets behind, I wanted to go ahead and mention it now. Um, and we hope that you'll consider vending. And if you are not a, a vendor, but you know someone who might be interested in vending, please let them know when our vendor applications are going to be taken and uh, send them to send them our way. Uh, the link to the vendor application reminder form is in the show notes. It's also going to be on Ravelry and it is in our link tree of our Instagram account. Hear ye, hear ye. Six and 19 is now in the fifth two-month period. This time, I am the sponsor. You have just a little bit over, well, it's a little bit under two weeks, actually. Uh, let's see here. You've got, yeah, two weeks from yesterday. You've got until the 4th of November to get all of your projects posted that you finished during September and October. The qualifications for projects are in the Ravelry group in the 6 and 19 thread so definitely check those out um, you can double dip with other pot with other podcasts and retreats and all that kind of stuff other knit alongs as long as they meet my criteria put up put it up I would love to see what you've been working on um, the winner will get a skein of yarn of their choice from my shop it can be listed or not we can discuss um, that will be after I get done with fiber in the burrow so you'll actually have my entire show stock to choose from as well so definitely let me know um, the, you're the, the winner will get to let me know what they're looking for and if I have it dyed up that's awesome um, I only have a few bases left in stock so I'll have to hear from them pretty quick if I'm gonna have to dye it um, Color Street has just released our Thanksgiving and Christmas strips, and they're super amazing this year. I know that a lot of people are really only interested in holiday nails, so if you are one of those people, definitely go check out my Color Street site to see them for yourself. I also have a VIP group where I do special sales and giveaways and all that kind of stuff. Um, according to our contract, we're not allowed to advertise special pricing outside of a closed Facebook group. So if you want the best deals, definitely come join my Facebook group. Um, you can also request a free sample at the link in the show notes. Fiber in the Burrow is November 4th of uh, 2019. Actually, it's the 2nd. I don't know why it says the 4th in the show notes. My apologies. It is November 2nd. It is a week from this coming Saturday. It is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It is from 9 to 6 at the Agricultural Center. Um, I will put, a, there's the link in the show notes to the to the website. I'm vending other people you know, uh, if you're in this area or if you've been to any Southern Fiber Festivals, you're gonna recognize a lot of the names. If you're an Into the Wool attendee, you're gonna recognize several of the names. So 
definitely come out and see us if you can. It's always a really fun little one-day show. Um, they've got food. They've got some animals. Lots and lots of awesome shopping. And it's Murfreesboro in the fall. It's always really pretty. So come out and see us. Last but not least, I did want to make you guys aware. Um, I'm going to do everything possible that I can to keep the podcast on a regular up update schedule. But I'm going to be having my other knee operated on in November. My surgery is tentatively scheduled for the 15th of November. Um, so I'm going to be pretty out of it for the rest of the year. Um, I'm having a lot of trouble right now with the knee that I had done in uh, July, but with the way that insurance works, I need to get both of them done this year or we're going to be on the hook for a whole bunch of money in 2020 and we've already paid out a lot in 2019. So we're going to try to get this taken care of before the end of the year. Um, right after Fiber in the Borough, other than dying the uh, the prize for 6 and 19, I'm probably not going to be dying anymore until sometime in 2020. So if you have a custom order you need me to do, I only have a few of my bases in stock right now. So you're welcome to send me an email and check and see what I've got. And if what I've got will help you, I will do my best to try to get it done before my show. If not, I'll get it done right after. But I'm not going to be able, like starting in the middle of November, I won't be dying anymore until 2020, probably until about January or February, um, maybe even March, depending on demand. Um, I have quite a bit of yarn set aside to do shop updates as things sell down. And don't forget that I still have yarn in my unwindyarncompany.com shop. There's still yarn there. There's not as many listings as there used to be, but I do still have some stuff and I have plans to go upstairs as soon as I finish this recording and put up some uh, Halloween yarns that I pulled out of my into the wool stock to list in the shop so that you guys could have crack at that. So um, I mean, I say Halloween, they're not super Halloween and you could totally use them different times during the year. The names are just very Halloween. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you for your support. I appreciate all your, all your positive vibes and, and prayers and all that good stuff. Um, I'm not looking forward to this surgery. Um, I did find out this past Tuesday that my other knee surgery was a failure. I've already got additional issues that he said it was possibility that could happen. So I've been advised that I need a knee replacement and I very quickly informed him that I'm 36 years old and don't have time to take off for three months from work. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. We're going to try to go as long as possible without getting it done. I know that the technology has come a long way, but with all of my other physical issues, any kind of major surgery is a major undertaking for me because of the fact that my fibro gets aggravated and my pain gets out of control and no doctor on the planet wants to actually really help me with my pain issues apparently. So it's, it's something I'm not looking forward to, but it is something that's going to have to be done. So say a prayer for me. Think about me. Send me happy thoughts. Send me funny messages. You know, check on me. I appreciate it because it is kind of isolating to, uh, be a work-at-home mom and have your kid gone and not be able to get out of the house because I will be quite a while without being able to drive after this because it is my right knee. <laughs> so anyway, just uh, 
keep me in your thoughts. But I hope you guys are having a wonderful fall. I hope that you have a wonderful Halloween. I'm going to do my best to try to record again right after Five Run the Burrow. Um, so it'll be in the first of November. But I really hope you guys have a super wonderful, fun Halloween. Everybody stay safe and be sure to post pictures on Ravelry if you want to in the thread. I'd love to see what everybody dresses up as. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.